Welcome to the Captain Bagrat Podcast, where we're on a mission to fight boring news about Asia and Australia. You know, it's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it with a finger on the Asian, well, Asian-ish pulse. As always, we're recording from downtown Chinatown with yours truly, the mythical Madam Chan and friends. And welcome back to 2022. I believe this is my first episode, podcast episode in 2022. And it's been a long journey for Captain Bagrat, everyone. And there's some exciting stuff happening. But I'll talk about that for our 100th episode. Today, I have a special guest, a guest of the youth who have suffered COVID and lived through it. And I introduce you to Eunice Cruz. Hi, guys. How have you been, JJ? I have been good. Yeah. I have survived a broken ankle. <laughs> when you were saying first episode, I was just like, first episode in 2022, but it's already May. Yes, this, anyway. Yeah, this year has gone <laughs> so fast. It's insane, isn't it? The year of the tiger. It's like, um, it's, we're on... Yeah, tiger speed. Yeah, I, I, I was don't just know how, about to say yeah. that. Same wave, wavelength. Yeah. I know. I don't know how fast they run, but it seems like we're moving very fast compared to the year of the... What was last rat, year? Rat. rat? Oh, no, yeah. ox, ox. Ox. Ox, yeah. Well, they run fast too, but not as fast as a tiger. No, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and today I'm going to bring you on the show because you're going to chat about life as you know a student and, a, and someone who's young uh, living through COVID and as well as how... You see the world as an Asian Australian of Filipino heritage. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Yes. Yeah. How do you say hello in? Um, it's very Filipino. weird because the translation is kind of like "How are you?" But it's "Kumusta." Okay. Um, I might sound more white. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was born and raised here for context. So I'm the only one in my family who was born and raised here. Every, like my older brother was born in the Philippines, and obviously my parents were too. So, but I'm the youngest, and so I'm like. My the first generation, technically, yeah, from your family. Yeah, actually, yeah, hmm. first generation. Um, so I can speak and understand, but I still have that Australian accent, so I'm shy to speak, but it's kumusta, so. Kumusta. Yeah. Kumusta by you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought we could hit this off with the fast five. I always like to do a fast five on my guests, where you have absolutely no preparation, have no idea what I am going to ask you. I'm a bit nervous. <laughs> you should be. <laughs> Okay. I hope there's nothing controversial. I have to add one in now. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start off with an easy one. First question. What do you prefer, bubble tea or coffee? Bubble tea, sorry. <laughs> sorry to the coffee people. Um, I feel like I, I just don't like bitter things, okay? So for those who love coffee, I'm sorry, but um, it's just not for me. Also, my parents always tell me, don't drink coffee, like caffeine is bad for your system. But even so, they don't. They wouldn't want me to drink a lot of bubble tea either because it's like sugar and stuff like that. But bubble tea is usually like the milky one, right? Yeah, bubble tea, yeah. Yeah. Stuff this is what tea. I'm having right now. Yeah. <laughs> ah, nice. How about you? Well, I have to have my coffee in the morning. I think it's out of habit now. I'm trying to get out of it, but there's no bubble tea shop near me, so I can't get, grab a bubble tea where I am. Coffee temptation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so um, you know how Sydney, we've got loads of different types of Asia towns? Yeah. Which one's your favourite in Sydney? Oh, stop. That's hard. I can't be I fast on this one. Um, okay, I would still say Chinatown because I'm always here. Maybe because it's this close. This Chinatown? Oh, or? sorry. This Chinatown. Okay. Sydney Chinatown. The central. The first Chinatown. Chinatown. Yes. Sorry, I should have specified. 
this Chinatown. But actually, I'm liking Burwood Chinatown a lot. Like, my parents and I have been going there, and um, it reminds us of, like, um, nightlife in Asia, like, in the Philippines. Like, when you go to Asian countries, we're always awake in the evening, right? That's when everyone's, like, up and at it, like, 12 a.m. But um, it kind of gives us that vibe again. Like, even though it's, like, 8, 8, 8 p.m., sorry, um, all the, like, you know, restaurants are still open. Like, there's so many places that you can go, mainly eat, but um, we just miss that kind of nightlife. So it's kind of good there. Yeah, because yeah. a- Asian culture, when, when you go out, it's all about eating, like hawkers <laughs> markets and a little side street. So, yeah, even in Singapore, um, people were eating till 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I remember in Korea, I went to Korea with my family, and obviously this was pre-COVID. Um but when we arrived there, it was 12 a.m. and we passed, like, I think, like, the Myeongdong <laughs> district. There were people in cafes. I'm like, you guys are drinking coffee at 12 a.m.? What is this? What a- How? So I think they like their coffee over there, but I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, it's just a different lifestyle. It's just like um, over in the West over here, obviously, people are drinking uh, at 12 o'clock and eating, you know, kebabs or, or I don't know what else they eat these days uh, just to fill themselves up before they have yeah. to go home. Yeah, and then I remember, like, a whole bunch of us, we went to Thailand, so we arrived in um, Bangkok at I think it was 2 a.m. over there which was about 4 or 6 a.m. in Australia time but two of us went well we're just going to go downstairs and party because the whole street is still partying exactly then so should we <laughs> we're missing out on the fun I know and then when we went downstairs we just decided to sit you know a lot of Asian places out there uh, on the streets yeah, they just have open tables and you sit down grab a drink um, and so we met these <clears throat> random people who apparently just starred in The Hangover Stop. <laughs> two. Hangover two. That's that was, amazing. I know. So they were telling us stories about, oh, yeah, we were we were in the background and then, you know, blah, 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 has a monkey. And then so we had to – so I think they had the monkey that was in the movie as well. That's amazing. What? What is what is that coincidence for you to have ran into people, the people filming, like, Hangover 2? What? Hangover 2. Hangover yeah. 2. That's that was, amazing. I know. Yeah. I just need random people. Anyway, that's about me. More about you. This one's an easy one for you, hopefully. What's your favorite philo food? No, that's actually hard. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> um, actually, my favorite Filipino food. Okay, for all you Filipinos out there, I know everyone will say sinigang, which is like, um, it's a sour soup. I know it sounds weird, but sour soup with tamarind, um, which is why it's sour. And it's got like pork and like spinach or bok choy um, <laughs> and also beans and things like that. I love it, but it's not my favorite. I would say my favorite <laughs> is called um, milaga, which is also quite simple it's just a um oh, it's not a soup but it kind of but, stew maybe mm, i would say soup because it's like still i don't know when i picture stew it's like something a bit more milky or thick i would say yeah but it's like i'll show you wait i'll <laughs> show, show you as well but um so it has like sweet potatoes and also Chinese cabbage, which is why it's sweet. I like yep. sweet and salty foods. Yep. It's very simple, I know. But it's it looks got like a stew. Yeah. yeah. Oh well then stew. Yeah. Is that yeah. Oh, sorry. Like soup stew. Yeah, it's soup stew. That's why I was like a bit confused of how to describe it. it looks really wholesome as well. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So it's like a good balance of um usually it's like beef or um there's gotta be beef bones in there, otherwise it won't taste as good. But um I love it when my parents cook it and it's like nice, especially because the winter's coming up. That would be perfect for winter. I could just sit there on my couch with my dooner and just eat out of it. Exactly. It's so good. Maybe I'll I'll ask my parents to make you (laughs) something. That would be really nice. Thank you. Look after me, please. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. And now your favorite Aussie food. Oh, tough one as well. Yeah, that's tough. Um, 
Hmm. You know, I haven't had it in a while, but suddenly since you said that, I'm craving lamingtons. Ah, really? I actually haven't had them in so much. Like, I'm a sweet tooth, okay? So that's why I said that. But, um, yeah, lamingtons. I haven't had them in a while, though, but... Do you like the lamingtons with the jam in there or do you like it just um, as is with the chocolate sauce and then the coconut on the outside with a sponge cake? Mm, I actually like both. Both. Um, Yeah, I would eat both. I think like I probably wouldn't know until I eat it, but I can still eat it. I like, actually the jam is kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah, it actually is nice. I haven't had lemon in ages. Yeah, it's quite nice. I really like it. I should have it again. Yeah, I think my crepe works. Yeah. (laughs) And then last question. (laughs) What keeps you up at night? Oh no. <laughs> um, oh, probably like the stress of uni and like things Ooh, to do, like packed, okay. your packed schedule. But then also, I do it to myself sometimes because I'm like, oh, <laughs> I always tell myself, don't think about it, don't think about it. I'll do something else to, um, uh, how do I say, keep my mind off it. Mm-hmm. So what do I, I instead. I sound like an old person. I can tell I'm, I can vouch, I'm young. JJ, you can vouch for me. I'm young, okay? Yeah, she's relatively young. <laughs> but I actually have um, a Sudoku puzzle. Oh, that I, I do. See. Everyone's like, why don't you just have the app? I do, but I also have the actual notebook. But I do Sudoku puzzles or I do like finder ones so that um, I can tire myself and then slowly fall into sleep. But that's sometimes what keeps me up at night. I think um, you are an old person because I also have a paperback Sudoku book. Oh my gosh, we should do it together. <laughs> you want to knit together afterwards as well? I actually learned how to knit. Oh my god. I don't do it anymore. <laughs> I actually learned how to knit. I don't know why. Maybe I'm just like into like old people crafts. I don't know. It's kind of nice to be able to do that. Well, as long as it helps you relax, then, yeah. you know, if, if it works for you, that's probably the best way. Yeah. We yeah. should do Sudoku together. We should definitely do Sudoku. Just sit over there by the couch, have our bubble tea and do some Sudoku. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll help you if you need help. Oh, I definitely need help. Like, uh, I get so rusty. I always have to, like, rub things out. That's why yeah. I always do it in pencil first. Same, I do it in pencil as well. <laughs> and so has life been like that before COVID? Like, were you doing Sudoku before bed? I actually no. Um, I actually did it during COVID because I would always be so bored at home. Yeah, like I have my brother, but obviously, like if he's busy like playing games, I'm like I don't want to be playing video games all the time. So it's just nice. Yeah. yeah. But I can't believe I developed that during COVID. It's an awkward time, but yeah, that's why when I tell my my friends are like, oh yeah, what have you been doing? Sudoku puzzles. Yeah, COVID yeah. has a really big impact on pretty much the young people. Um, you know, less on the formative stage of your life, which is usually around you know primary school. But you having to go through COVID all throughout your university, really. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. Yeah. When I was in first year, I think I was able to to. Um, I think for the first semester. <laughs> It was literally, I went in for one day, one class, and then that day, they were like, guys, like, we're, we're going to be online, like, all your classes will be online. I was like, I just had a taste, a, a small taste of uni, and they took that away from me in first year. Wow. Um, yeah, so, like, it was one class, I was like, this is so exciting, I'm going to go out after the classes and stuff like that. Meet new people, hang yeah, out. Yeah, because with, that's like, yeah. I suppose, like, you know, that's uni life. And that's what's so exciting, like, especially transitioning from high school, you know, where you had, like, five periods in a day. But this one, it's only, like, a class or two classes a day, three classes. But, um, you know, you still got more freedom in that sense. Mm. <laughs> but I didn't get to do that. Um, but thankfully, because I am 
a journalism major, like it required us to like um, go into class. Oh, so good. in the second semester, um, most of my classes were in person, but I felt bad for my friends who um, their course was majority online. Yeah. And you can't really meet friends or meet new people. I am telling you, it is very, very hard to yeah. make friends like on um, Zoom, especially when you get put into breakout rooms. It is every every kid's nightmare because um, wow. it's very easy for people to just turn off their cameras and mute. Yeah, and then they're, they're not engaging with you. You're like, well, are we actually working on this together or is it just... Yes, yeah. it's not yeah, it's not conducive at all. Yeah, especially if it's just me and another person in a breakout room. Like I've had that where I'm like, "Hi, like I'm like I'm very friendly. Yeah. I love to make friends." And so like not being able to do that is very awkward and for me to just be like, "Oh, hi." It's very isolating yeah, so, as well. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's why um as a person who's like very outgoing, I'm not used to that and that's what I was very excited about with uni that I could make a lot of friends because I went to an all-girls school. Yeah. So, you know, um didn't really have that like co-ed experience but I was looking forward to that now but yeah and working on your social <coughs> skills because like mm. um you know uni usually leads to the professional workforce so it's a good chance for you to work in groups with your with your uni friends or uni colleagues because later on you're going to need those skills to go to work and work with you know your future boss or your future colleagues Mm. yeah so there's a lot of skill sets that's gone missing that's right yeah and even with like generation um tutors as well like it's very hard to contact i suppose well some of them are very like on top of it but for example like if i send them an email after my tutorial yeah you know i'm not sure when i'm gonna get feedback uh, yeah feedback or response but like if i had a class it would be very easy for me to just say oh hey um can i just talk to you after this class you know but we don't get that kind of the same kind of connection, I suppose, we would have with our tutors if it was in person, yeah. like now. That's right. Um, yeah. All the interaction, yeah. Because back in my day, <laughs> um, I had obviously the full experience yeah. of being um, at university. And, yeah, just to think if, if we if I had COVID during my period in life, Jesus, uh, I'd, I'm not sure how I would have coped just sitting in my room the whole time mm-hmm. uh, looking at, a, at my laptop. And just not having any interaction at all. Yeah, it's yeah. very easy for you to be unproductive. Absolutely. Um, especially, <laughs> I've had a lot of people who just say like, you know, there's a lot of memes as well that just say like, you just get up once you have your lecture or your tutorial um, from bed. Or sometimes you're just doing it from your bed. Um, but, you know, like, let's say like after that tutorial, you're still in bed. It's very easy for you to just put your laptop aside and like, okay, I'm going back to bed, yeah. you know, rather than be like, oh, I've got to do this after, I've got to start this assignment. Um, yeah, just, or go and kick a ball yeah. outside or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Wow, what a what a generation. So yeah. to, to, so now you're <coughs> back at you. This is your final year now, right? No, not for me because okay. I'm doing international studies. Oh, okay. So I see. Um, it's a double degree, so it's five years for me. So two more years to go. Oh, wow. <laughs> I did that to myself. I really did that to myself. Um, it's just because I'm studying Chinese as well, mm-hmm. so it requires that extra year. Yeah, because you can't learn language in, like, one year. You, you need substantial amount of time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And w- what is it like now? Do you get to go to classes or is it still Zoom? Um, no, so they – thankfully, I suppose, for those who live far away, they give um, most – classes they give you the option if you want to do in person or zoom mm-hmm. understandable because um some people i've talked to are from like central coast or like somewhere yes. far so understandable if they want to do zoom but obviously for me and like the people that i talk to like my friends as well they do prefer 
to go in person because well better learning experience also easier to socialize and ask your tutor questions yeah yeah, yeah. get that interaction and i don't know why but i'm so i'm not very shy when it comes to like asking questions in class or things like that yeah but there's just something about zoom atmosphere that makes me more anxious and i'm like i don't want to participate yeah. i feel like that's most people because um you know when you see in-person classes like now like it's so nice to see people so engaged and like conversations and things like that but in zoom everyone's just quiet and it feels bad for the tutor as well because they're like anyone anyone it's just so awkward it is it's i think it's more awkward and then when people do talk and they all speak at the same time but zoom can't facilitate that voice <coughs> differentiation so you're like who's actually talking yeah, yeah. that happens a lot yeah. and sometimes they're like oh no you go first you go first yeah it's just no, so no, awkward you. oh god i hope we would never get to a point where we're on screen the whole time for the rest of our lives yeah and it was like very hard for me i think when we were first transitioning to online because i think at the time um i don't know i was just having internet problems so i had mm. like drop out of the class and then i was getting like really stressed because like how was i supposed to learn the same content that everyone's learning if i was like being dropped out or like yeah. and like for me to Taking explain issues. to my tutor and i don't want them to think i'm lying or anything so i was like well like ge- like um genuinely like my internet is like not coping coping yeah, yeah and like mind you you know at the time my family were working from home as well both my parents and my brother was studying from home so they're probably eating that's up more, all the yeah that's more on the internet mm. so yeah it was very stressful at the time so i'm like thankful that um we're all back in person yeah and the good thing about our, our sydney is that i don't think we're gonna have any more lockdowns i don't think well, so they say. Yeah. So they, yeah. So hopefully going forward, we're going to have our normal lives back, um, you know, with a few interruptions here and there. And so I'm guessing then um, life for you now and into the future, do you still have those same hopes and dreams that you had before COVID? Um, I do. I don't want to let COVID drag me down in terms of that because I, like, I just think that if COVID wasn't there, it wouldn't be any different. Like I would still be hoping for the same things that I did before um it's things have changed now so sometimes I'm not sure like how let's say like my future career would operate like it shouldn't be affected as much but for example like maybe communication might be different mm-hmm. you know because obviously if you're a close contact you gotta work from home and things like that but um yeah. What are your career aspirations <coughs> or your Asian connection or? Well, well um, obviously I'm taking part in Captain Bagrat, so I'm very interested in Asian Australian news. Um, I love what Captain Bagrat and what it stands for because um, I used to, when I wanted to do journalism, um, I think I decided that, funny story, the way I decided how I want to be a journalist was that um, I think in your nine or something like that some i read aloud and someone said to me Eunice, you sound like a news reporter <laughs> and here i am i don't know <laughs> no but i genuinely yeah. enjoyed it i was like looking more into it. i'm like what do they do like what kind of stuff do they do and i was like super interested but that's my origin story and a lot of people like to hear it i like to know i think it's now. cute yeah, yeah um so and but now i i don't think like um I sound like them, like when I... Um, I think you get trained, but yeah. as long as you have like a, a voice, like your voice is very pronounced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when you do talk, I think it's going to have that um, uh, that steady um, attention. You, yeah. You're going to grab people's attention, which is really important. Yeah, but like I think I realise I'm like, 
who told me that? Like, who told me that? Because now that I've had so many journalism tutors, like Helen, for example, yes. when I hear her speak, I just love listening to her speak. I'm like, go on, like, keep talking. <laughs> because, like, that's a news reporter voice, like, that, you know? That you too you, could have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's just, like, it's nice to hear. So, um, but, yeah, so with that, I was saying that I love Kevin Bagger and what it stands for because when I was what I was a bit disheartened at first to get into journalism just because I was like I don't really see myself like in in news especially broadcast journalism you, oh, okay you on don't, screen yeah I you see. don't see much representation on screen unless mm. like for example let's say it's SBS or something like that but in the bigger news um like channel yeah nine channel nine and, channel yeah. seven I would love to see that because um it makes us feel like we not that we don't have a chance, but more like um, our work would be more behind the scenes and stuff like that. And why? Because there's so many Asians in Australia. That's about 18% of the population. Yeah. And yeah. I think, like, that's what I love what ba- Captain Bagrat stands for because it focuses on diverse voices and focusing on Asian Australian because um, a lot of people don't... Um, it's a lot of exterior, what they see on the outside, face value. Mm. Um, they don't think, for example, when they see me, they don't think that I'm Australian. They just see... Or can speak English. Yeah, or can speak English. They just um kind of like... Assume. Yeah. I've had a lot of people, you know, like, go back to where you came from and stuff uh, like that. Or yeah. I've had a lot of people... I'm Filipino, but um, I think... My parents think that we have Chinese descent, so we get mistaken for Chinese, which is fine, mm-hmm. but... um. Obviously, people can be very hostile about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. <clears throat> Especially with COVID because, you yeah. know, uh, they blame China for COVID. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. it's just not nice. Like, first of all, I'm not Chinese. Um, like, I love the culture, but I'm not Chinese. Yeah. So when people are like, go back to where you came from, go back to China, I'm like, I'm not even from there. <laughs> and then, like, I was like, I think... Um, Learn your geography. There are 48 countries in Asia. Yeah, exactly. God damn it. <laughs> um, you idiot. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, people forget... People mainly um, think of East Asian countries. That's they right. don't remember Southeast Asian countries and things or like South that. Asian countries. Or South Asian countries. Um, you know, and each of them have their own beauty. So mm. it's as well of, as the stands. Yeah. yeah, and not only that, I am an Australian citizen. I was born here. Um, I have the most you know Australian accent, um, but I'm still in touch with my culture as well. But it's kind of like you have the richness of both cultures. If not yeah. more, because you're studying a language in Chinese. So you're yeah. going to have the richnesses of a collective culture, which yeah. I think a lot of people don't understand and can't comprehend because they're so monocultured. Mm. That's mm. right. Um, it's kind of like they only see one or the other. Yeah. It can't be both. So, for yeah. example, like let's say if, if I'm in the Philippines or something and they hear that I have you know, a showing accent, they're like, oh, she must not know Tagalog or something like that. She must not know the language. Mm. But I do. Yeah. Because my parents speak to me. Though my parents are from the Philippines, so naturally I learned how to understand and a bit how to speak as well. So it's kind of sad that they can't see both sides of the coin. I know. That's um that's something that is changing very slowly because of the diaspora and the multicultural um, sphere that we all live in. Um, like Even in a lot of the uh, Asian countries that are predominantly, let's say, Chinese, Chinese um, English is part of this mandatory language now so everyone's going to be a dual um bilingualist so the world is going to be changing soon and it's going to be one of those where, where people i think your generation the, the younger generation will have to be more open to um accepting a, a collective culture and then having 
having the skill sets, hopefully, more of a skill sets on how you think and how you interact and in the treatment of other people, hopefully it's going to be a little bit more positive <laughs> than yeah. the generation that I had to go through. Of course. And I can't wait to see that, especially for you know my generation and younger generations, because obviously there's more you know Asian Australians coming out. So that's one of my hopes that people are more open minded and more considerate to you know Asian Australians. And I feel like that begins with the media, which is why I want to be part of that change. Yes. So that's my hope that maybe like more coverage on Asian. But like obviously I love to cover other things as well, like just lifestyle in general or um, entertainment and things like that. But that's my hope that, yeah, you know, because obviously if we see ourselves being represented, then we feel more that we belong here. And presented in not just fresh off the boat kind of way, but yes. presented as part of mainstream embedded into the everyday lifestyle, yeah. which is I'm going to bring this in, and I know you're going to laugh, like Married at First Sight, <laughs> Max. You know, you didn't hear anything about Al Perkins, um, Asian heritage, questioning that. You didn't hear anything about Ella May Dings, uh, Asian heritage. Um, you didn't. You heard a little bit about um, Selena Troyer because, you know, she was the full half Cambodian, half Chinese. But the wonderful thing about the show was they didn't talk about race in the sort of um, hardcore kind of way they just they were so successful in communicating about acceptance and about just living your everyday life with a bit of asian heritage mm, that's right yeah i think they just don't think that there are there are so many different kind of like asian mm. and asian experiences like asian mm. australian experience um not everyone has the same experiences like you know yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No. Um, hopefully, we're gonna move forward with um <laughs> the the eighteen percent of the Australian population onto main screen mm. <laughs> eventually. Fingers crossed. Fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah, you're gonna make that. You're gonna make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> I hope to be part of the change. Yes, that's right. We we need that kind of change. Um. So this comes to the end of our podcast. Yes. <laughs> so I hope to be back on here soon. Yes, yes, you will be coming back on our episode as a guest host for the news segment, as Can't well wait. as the banter that we usually have in Ponder Ponders, as well as Secret Asian. Yes, I can't wait. <laughs> this will hopefully expand your career in the media world, just to get your voice out there, your reporter voice. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much, Eunice, for coming in today. Thank you for having me. And all the best for the future as a young, bright, diverse media anchor. <laughs> <laughs> From the scene, not behind the scene. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'll see you next time. <laughs> Bag right out. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For the latest updates and kooky posts, follow us at Captain Bagrat on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you love it as much as Captain Bagrat and we do, please support us with likes and shares. If you're really digging Captain Bagrat, it does cost us a bit to produce, and we really appreciate donations and in-kind contributions via Patreon or however you like. I mean, we will never say no to be a sponsorship. Your support will bring us one step closer to having our own TV show one day and to live broadcast it from the heart of downtown Chinatown. Solid.